Hey, food friends, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast, your number one spot to get mentoring, guidance, and behind-the-scene learnings to help you understand what it really takes to launch, grow, and scale your packaged food or beverage business. On the show, you'll hear from food founders at various stages of growth, and you'll hear from me and my 14 years of packaged food and beverage experience. Each episode is packed with insights, inspiration, and learning to help you on your food business journey. I'm your host, Ainsley, and this is the Food Founders Podcast. All right. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Today, I'm really excited to be speaking with Lauren, a rock teacher of Smash Cake, which is a really great product. If you guys are not sure what a Smash Cake is, Lauren is going to tell you all about that, as well as how she got to where she is in her business today. So Lauren, welcome to the Food Founders Podcast. Thanks for hopping on. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here to talk about Smash Cake and my journey. And for those of you who don't know what a Smash Cake is, It is basically this entry into toddlerhood, the first birthday, you give your child their own cake. It's called a smash cake because obviously they're not going to eat it, you know, neat, clean at all. They can just go for it. So it's a really exciting time for a parent. It's probably one of the happiest and greatest memories of that first year. That's so awesome. And like, (laughs) I I love this. And I love you had such great imagery of this on your website and everything of kids just like, yeah, they're just going, going for it. You know what I mean? Oh my gosh. (laughs) My son, and he's, he's the one that's on my website. Mostly he was attacking it. He literally like mouth into the cake, went for it. And I was very proud of him. (laughs) You're like, yes, we're doing it. (laughs) Perfect. Yes. Yep, absolutely. (laughs) And now you've taken this ritual that a lot of people do for the first birthday and you've, you've cleaned it up a little bit. Can you talk a little bit about that? Cleaned it up a little. So I realized when I was planning my son's first birthday that there was absolutely no cake out there on the market that had clean ingredients. Every single thing I found had added sugar, had added salt. And if it didn't have those two, it had some non-nutritive sweetener, monk fruit, stevia, all of the ingredients that you hadn't actually given to your child yet. You know, your child starts eating around four to six months. If you're doing baby led weaning, it's more like six months. And you start so slow and introduce one food at a time. And then all of a sudden on their first birthday, you have nothing but junk in this cake that you're giving them. And so it upsets so many little baby bellies. And what I think that started to happen and made this smash cake word kind of known is that moms and parents started Googling smash cake recipe or first birthday cake recipe. And even on Pinterest, smash cake recipe. And there are thousands out there. But when I was searching, I couldn't find a mix, nothing simple. And so I'm a food scientist by trade. And my head, you know, the alarm bells were ringing, the light bulbs were going off. I was like, wow, how did I find something that there is nothing of on the market? I feel like it's so saturated so many, you know, in so many areas, but there is nothing, nothing for desserts for kids that are actually appropriate for them. There are targeted cakes, but there's nothing 
appropriate <laughs> without any, you know, added sugar. So Smash Cake took all of that out and added in fruit, uh, dried fruit that gives just enough sweetness so the kids keep going back for more. I can imagine like actually seeing like light bulbs going off for you because you know how to make the food. Like that's your zone of magic. Oh, and yeah. you're like, hold on, this is a huge need. If you're experiencing this as a mother, clearly many other mothers out there are experiencing the exact same thing. Yeah. And of course, I love to create in my own kitchen. I've always loved food. That's been such a passion of mine since I was little. And so I was like, okay, great. I do get, I get to make this, this cake, but I was also juggling like 60 people coming and so much other food and all of this other decor and the invites, because of course I had to do it myself with my type A personality. And, and that was just like, even though it was going to be front and center, what everyone takes pictures of, I still couldn't figure out how to do it faster. And that was like kind of a last thought. And so I knew, I knew that there was a need for this. So it's, I, yeah, being a food scientist, I just like could not believe that I found it. And my husband has shot down a thousand ideas before this. And this one, he kind of looked at me. It's like, I think this is it. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah, that is so great. And great to have that support too, to be like, yes, like we're on to something. Like, yeah. Did you, had you always kind of been looking for that idea in the background or is it just the nature of loving to play with food that, oh, this could be fun. This could be fun. Or have you, have you always kind of looked for something yeah. that you can make your own? I've always, I've always had a big dream of doing what I want. Uh, <laughs> I think that's the dream for any entrepreneur is just finding a great idea and being so passionate about it. That's one thing I'm so fortunate for because, you know, technically I know this is a good deal or idea. And then I'm also just so passionate because of my children and, and what I want for everyone else and, and their children's health. And so I think having that moment where they just completely collide was amazing. I think that, yeah, I was searching for it for a really long time. Okay. So you're searching for a while. You ding, 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 light bulbs going oh. up. You discovered this. How quickly did you did you move on it? What what were oh, kind of your next steps on this? Sure. So my son's birthday was December of 2020, and I founded my company January 16th, I believe. <laughs> so to say I was ready to move is an understatement. I slept on it for a couple nights. Told my husband, he said yes, go. And then I started trying to figure out how to start a business. So that's when we founded it. But then obviously all the behind the scenes started happening. Uh, I did already have what I made for my son, but then I needed to source everything and find all of the ingredients that were available to me as this tiny little startup to then go to a co-packer and ask them to blend it for me. One of the biggest things that people were asking me at first was, um, why don't you just do it out of your kitchen? And, you know, it doesn't fall under cottage laws because you're not baking. I'm not actually baking it. It's just a dry mix. So after I had all that done, I think my first sale was actually sep in September. It was mid-September of 2021. And here we are in 2022. At the end of 2022, so it's been a little over a year since my first sale. And it has just been steadily increasing month over month with some really big months in there. Um, and so I've been really excited to see the growth and the interest in the product that I'm so passionate about. 
That's amazing. I love to hear the like journey of it growing month after month. And you were like, you were ready to go. You were ready to go with this. And you clearly faced some obstacles, right? Like co-packers kind of like almost dismissing because you're a small business, right? How did you kind of manage that? And were you like, no, I really want to go this way. Like, Mm -hmm. uh, how did you kind of manage that? So there were a couple options on my plate. I could go to a kitchen and blend in this commercial kitchen. And I did, I heavily thought about that. Um, But I do not have time. And so I, I also have that background knowledge of how to scale in a manufacturing facility. And I knew there were co-packers out there who could blend small batches. You know, we're talking a hundred pounds, tiny little blender for, for me. But a huge hurdle in finding that co-packer was COVID hit and everyone wanted to start a business. And so a lot of them were taking on clients that just could fund a lot more than I could. And so I interviewed quite a few. Uh, and, and once they heard, you know, what I was looking for, <laughs> they kind of dismissed me, poo-pooed me. But I actually was so fortunate. And I think the cards just aligned. I found a co-packer very close to me. And I was only looking close to me. I hadn't really expanded my search out to um, different states other than Wisconsin, where I live, and Illinois. And so I found one, probably the closest one I was looking at, ended up being like, yeah, this is an awesome idea. We have availability on our smallest, you know, blender, get us the formulas, let's, let's move. And I was like, (gasps) wonderful, stars are aligning, you know, but that did take a lot of digging, a lot of digging. And then another huge hurdle was just finding ingredients. I actually had to buy two huge pallets that's like over 2000 pounds each of single ingredients for certain ones because i'm so passionate about finding the best ingredient for our children i didn't want to just buy one bag off of amazon or off of any you know webs webstaurant store which is absolutely fine when you're dealing with adults who know how to cook food and can read in, you know instructions and all of that and they're consuming it but when you have little kids and their little hands are going into the batter and all of that I needed I needed something more I wanted to get heat treated flowers that were very specific I needed to make sure no um you know pesticides were used even though I wasn't going organic and that is we could have a whole other podcast on that I had so many things that I wanted and just so many things that I wouldn't settle on and so I, you know, bit the bullet and the cost and I went for it with the large amounts. And then there were some like cinnamon that I could get really good quality, but small amounts elsewhere. And so large, huge ingredients I did not settle on. And that was a huge hurdle, especially a huge cost. Yeah. And I would imagine a huge like mental hurdle for you. Mm. How? Like, how did you kind of move through that and get to like, yes, this, this feels good. We have to do this. Like, it's it's very clear. You were so clear about the guardrails that your product had to have, but also, you know, just starting your business and knowing like, Hey, I need to buy two pallets of this, (laughs) you know, not an easy thing for, for a lot of people. Not an easy thing. I'm very internal when I, when I go through all of this and think, think it through 
And I was thinking on it for quite some time. I think that's what held up a lot of my production because, you know, I started my company in January. I was ready by February, but I took so much time just saying, is this worth it up front? Do I start with these quality ingredients or do I just, you know, get some good ingredients that are still quality, but not the specific ones I want necessarily and um, see what people think and throw it out there just to get feedback. And I, I really think it came down to what are my values and what are the values of the people I'm going to sell to? They don't want just anything. They want good quality food for their babies. And so do I. And so it just wasn't something that I was willing to, to get, you know, to shrug my shoulders at. And so even though it was this huge internal battle, I knew what was going to happen. It was just really hard to to suck it up and purchase that. Because for those who know how much money I spent on that as a, you know, without even making a sale yet, I had to know that people wanted my product. And if you've ever been a, a founder of any business, you know, you have those moments where you second guess everything. And I had to get over a lot of that. So um, I'm really happy I made that decision to buy it because I think I've been able to stand by my product and, and, and be very confident in saying this is a healthy and wholesome and good product for your child and you shouldn't be scared of this new thing. <laughs> so, you know, I talk a lot about like a just for now mentality in your business and a like play to win. And this mm-hmm. is like, you're just such a great example of like playing to win. Like you're like, no, I know I have to do the right thing. I know yeah. that my consumers need this at the end of the day. So I need to do this now. Like I know they need a package that's going to attract them. So I'm going to invest in that now. Right. Like yeah. you, once you made that decision, you're like, no, I'm going all in doing it as best as I <laughs> absolutely can to yeah. this, connect with them and your results are a reflection of that though, because you are connecting with consumers in a big, deeper way because you're giving them what they oh my gosh, want. Yeah. Honestly, I love talking to the consumers. I love when someone reaches out to me and they're nervous about making cake because they're not a baker. That I honestly love it because I'm like, no, you're going to love this. It's the easiest thing you'll ever do. I made it simple for you. Let's talk through it. It's my favorite thing. And I I didn't realize how much I would love that customer. You know, it's like a customer service. Space, but I really don't feel like it's customer service. I feel like I'm talking to my friends because I'm at that age as well. So I, I absolutely love it. I think, you know, I've said it a couple of times that like my values are their values. And mm. I think that really truly aligns and comes through in the product. And how do you stay connected in with your consumers? Is this people just writing you in? Um, what does that look like in terms of you connecting in with people? Sure. So I have a couple different ways. I have a really um, good following on Instagram, which is huge and growing constantly. And then I also have this private group on Facebook called Smash Cake Mamas, where I let in um, moms who have the same values as as we do, who are interested in the product, have purchased the product, maybe have questions about it, or just want this network of other moms to go and ask questions and chat with and connect with. I think it's really important to have support. And so if you're looking for that, um, it, you can definitely find it in in our Facebook group. Oh, I love that. I know we like talked about you creating that. And, <laughs> and once you did it, you were like, yeah, with it. and I love that you're enjoying it as much as like the people getting so much out of it. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I go to them. I go to them often with just questions. What would you prefer? What would you like to see? What are you missing? You know, even with just 
hey, would you rather this cinnamon cake mix or would you rather blueberry or what image works better for you? I rebranded halfway through all of this. And, you know, they were the ones who voted on, you know, what logo was best. So it was, it was really fun. And I love connecting with people in there. And it's just, you can see me and kind of, I have some friends in there. So you can <laughs> interact with me and my friends, which is awesome. I think it's a great way to, to feel some sort of community. Yeah, absolutely necessary. Um, and it's worked really well for you and for them. So it really is like a win-win-win piece. Yeah. Um, and like, talk to me about just, I mean, also just being a mom of two now, running mm-hmm. your business. This is yeah. a side business for you. Like, yeah. how, how do you prioritize your time, prioritize Smash Cake? Um, what decisions do you have to make to handle all those things? It's, I think at first it was a huge struggle for me. I like you just said, you know, having a side business is one thing, working full time, and then also being a parent on top of that is just, I honestly don't know how I do it sometimes. Um, (laughs) But I think that I'm just like, so passionate about it. And my son drives me forward. He actually loves mama's muffins is what he calls it. Mama's muffins. And, and so I think I've learned a ton about myself in this process. I think my husband has been essential in providing patience uh, with me and allowing me to work. Can I say that we're recording this on Thanksgiving? Um, <laughs> and so this is Thanksgiving here. And I asked him just to take the kids over to grandma's house early so that I could, you know, chat with Ainsley here. And, and so there's a lot of give and take, a lot of learning about you know, when is the best time to do things I've found nighttime is not the best. You know, after I put my my son down, who is now almost three, I am so tired after listening to his sound machine and laying in his bed with him that there's no way there's no way I'm going to be productive. There's no way I'm in the mindset. So if I have an early morning, if I escape to the library after work, which I forgot about libraries for a really long time, they are wonderful places go to your library and do work. It's wonderful. And so I found these like tiny little pieces and and in my day that actually add up to enough time. Another thing is that, uh, like I said earlier, I'm definitely type A. I like to do things myself. But a huge thing that I learned about myself is that I, I had to learn to give someone else, you know, the reins for some of this business because I like to make the decisions, but I also like to spend three hours on one post when I really don't need to. (laughs) Um, I am so particular and a perfectionist. And so, you know, perfection is out the door. And I think that that I relate to the consumers even more when I talk about that. I'm not perfect. Um, I don't wear makeup every day. I don't, you know, I have a great business, but it's, you know, it's hard work and it's not pretty sometimes. And so, you know, I'm not perfect. My product is not necessarily perfect either. And that was a huge thing for me to learn. It's not going to be for everyone. There's going to be people who say, this was disgusting. It tastes like dirt. You're going to be like, what? My son loves it. It tells me it's the best thing ever. I can't take that to heart anymore. But then I have the customers who are like, wow, amazing. My husband had this and he thought it tasted just like banana bread. And this is what we're using from now on. 
I'm like, oh my gosh, wonderful. I love that the whole family's into this. My husband also loves it. Uh, can they meet? <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's, you know, it's hard to juggle it all. But if you step back and you can figure out how to be humble and learn from everything that's going on and work really hard towards the goal, <laughs> then it's possible. Yeah. And you're such a great like example of that. And you've found the time in your day. You clearly have a great support system around you as well, which I think a lot of people also undervalue how important having that supportive partner really is. Oh my supportive gosh. loved ones, right? It makes a huge difference. Yeah, I couldn't. I honestly couldn't do it without... Well, my dad, I think, is my number one supporter. And um, my husband is definitely wonderful at the behind the scenes. And so I I couldn't do it without them. Yeah. And I think that's that's like important to like, I don't know, for anyone out there who's listening, who's like, oh my gosh, how would I do all of this? Like, I, I want to do this or I'm at the early stages. It's like, you know, you don't need to do it alone. Oftentimes you don't. there are people within our lives that will show up uh, to support as well in ways that you might think you might not think. Yeah. And you need to, you need to allow it to happen too. (laughs) That was a huge one. I had to let go. (laughs) (laughs) That can be a tough one sometimes. That one, that can be a tough one. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. But you definitely have to like uh, step into that in this business and, and you've been Mm -hmm. able to do that and it's been able to help the business grow, which has been great. Absolutely. And then talk to me about the future of Smash Cake, where do you see this going? You are available right now on your website. You're available on Amazon. Um, what is what does the future of the company look like for you outside of getting as many babies as possible to enjoy this amazing product on uh, their first birthday and clearly the families as well coming coming into this? Yes. So we have really exciting things coming for us. I I didn't go into this thinking it would just be cake. So all of the behind the scenes, all the questions I've asked, you know, my Facebook group and the Instagram family have been geared towards what else do you think we need? And so a huge one has been muffin mix. And another one is like, what else for breakfast? So pancakes. So muffins and pancakes are on the docket for this year, which is so exciting. And when I say this year, we're talking 2023. So... So excited to start getting those out there. Um, And then I'm also taking this quarter, which is the last quarter in 2022, to get ready and pitch to grocery. So keep me in your thoughts. This is what has made me the most nervous of all. Uh, It is not my comfort zone, but Ainsley here has walked me through so much. (laughs) So I'm taking this time to make sure my sales sheets are good and ready to go. And so hopefully next year or the year after, you will be seeing me in stores. And I'm just so excited to get more products out there for families to continue to have smash cake day to day and, you know, take out that added sugar and nonsense out of the food. (laughs) That's so good. Like, yes, you have a product that people love and now you're going to be able to make it so that they can enjoy your great recipes in a way that they don't need to feel guilty about in various parts of their day. Like I personally, I never buy packaged cakes or anything like that because I'm like, this is loaded with things that I don't feel good about. 
right? Right. Like, let alone right. giving it to a little one or having it in your own home. Like, no, but do I have time to make muffins? No, I don't have time to make muffins. No. Like, this is amazing. You know what I mean? Uh, no one has time to make anything from scratch these days. <laughs> no, exactly. Would I love to do it more? Absolutely. But, you know, you really bridge this gap between people's desires of wanting to have these types of, of you know, homemade good products you can feel great about and their reality to be able to do it. You either don't do it because you don't have the time or you don't do it because what you see on the store shelf is doesn't meet your own standards, right? Right. Absolutely. And I, you know, being in the food industry, I've seen, you know, the decrease of added sugar. However, it's being replaced by different things. If you don't have sugar, you either have more seed oil to give that mouthfeel or you have monk fruit and stevia, which aren't necessarily bad, but but they are processed foods. And we don't have enough information to say they're safe for our kids long term. We don't know those things. And then there's allulose that's coming out, which is like this mind boggling carbohydrate that is almost as sweet as sugar. You know, it's like a one to run replacement. It looks really good on paper. But again, those long term studies are not there saying they're safe for our kids. And so what's out there for the adult market is not necessarily the best thing for kids. And so I'm just so excited that I've had this opportunity to bring this forward and create this company that can get you what parents have been searching for. And just, I guess, maybe one, maybe two more questions. I'm, we'll see. Uh, no problem. For you, what is, um, what's your favorite part of this whole journey, being, uh, being an entrepreneur in the food world? Sure. So I think earlier on, it would have been the R&D side of things, the research, the development. I'm good at it. That always makes people feel good when they're good at something. But truly, it has been connecting with other moms and connecting with like people, um, like entrepreneurs. I'm in a lot of entrepreneur groups now, and it is just such a breath of fresh air to feel to know that other people feel the same way as you do as this entrepreneur. Um, I am a, you know, pretty much a one woman show. <laughs> and so all of my board meetings are in my head and we argue a lot. And so if I can, you know, if that's a hard thing to express and, and talk about. And so when I'm talking to these other entrepreneurs, they're like, yeah, I get that so much. And then when I have mom issues, my toddler's not sleeping, my, you know, like I can't get him to eat a certain food and I'm freaking out. And I have all of those people behind me right now. And it has made me feel, you know, whole myself. And um, I've really found my true identity through this entire journey in the past two years. What a wonderful gift that (laughs) you went to go make (laughs) your son's cake for his birthday and realize that there wasn't an alternative out there. What a beautiful, beautiful gift that you kind of stumbled yeah. upon there. Yeah. I'm definitely feeling blessed today. It is Thanksgiving. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. Yes. That is, that is a lot to be grateful for and thankful for right there in terms of everything that, you know, has come your way with the business, but you've helped open up and all the support around you and you know, I can just like feel the love that you have for all your customers and like so thankful oh God, for, yeah. for all of that as well. Absolutely. Any advice for anyone who is like maybe in that same situation, they have a light bulb moment and, you know, the rational brain kind of kicks in and they're like, ah, maybe yes, maybe no. 
what do you say to someone who's, you know, maybe having a light bulb moment right now um, with what they sure. see in the industry? I think that it's possible if, if you see that in, I say, go for it. I think if you've pinpointed it, you're not the only one who's thought it. And so go for it. See what happens. Do it on a small scale. Do it on a big scale. I mean, go for it. Believe in yourself. If you don't do it, will someone else? Is it necessary? Because if it is, you should do it. <laughs> so go for it. And if you ever have questions, you can always reach out to me. I'm happy to talk to anyone about you know what they can expect if they need help. You know, if it's food that you're talking, finding co-packers, finding sources, finding inspiration. <laughs> I'm happy to talk to you about it and and help you forward. Awesome. I love that. Lauren, thank you so much for spending Thanksgiving with me. <laughs> I am thankful for that. And I'm so excited to watch you grow, see you continue to impact the industry. I'm thankful for the impact that you're making for little bellies all across uh, America and, you know, homes that get to experience your products. So thank you so much for everything that you are doing and uh, can't wait to continue to watch you grow and see you in store soon. Thank you so much. Um, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Smash Cake Mix. Like I said, we're on Facebook, uh, Smash Cake Mamas. You can um, find us there. And then also our website, smashcakemix.com. Uh, don't feel free to reach out. I'd love to talk to you. <laughs> awesome. Definitely reach out to Lauren, guys. She is uh, very open to sharing everything here. And uh, those links will be below, below for all you guys as well. All right. Thanks, Thank Lauren. That's it for this week, food friend. Thanks for tuning in. If the show helped you in any way, please go ahead and leave a rating or review of the show below. I also want to thank our sponsor one more time, the Food Brands That Sell program, the program to transform how you navigate the CPG industry and ultimately sets you up for success within it. Go ahead and get yourself on the waitlist using the link below, or you can put yourself on the waitlist at foodbrands.sellwaitlist.com. Catch you next time, food friend.